Kingdom Speak listeners, cowboys, people from all over the world, welcome to another episode of Kingdom Speak. We have a special guest today who has a silver bullet that will fix all of your problems. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. That's right. Cowboys. Cowboys. Legit. M I S S I S S S I P P I. I was going to, yeah. I usually ask these guys, how are you doing? Yeah, you do. You've today, made a habit of that. Today, I'm going to ask you, the listener, how are you doing? You doing good? Okay. Welcome to Kingdom Speak. Wow. See, you were expecting something else. Everybody, this is going to be a great episode. This guy we've had on the hook for. How long? We finally since we first had the hook. Yep. Yeah. So we have a we have a Christmas list you might call it of guests that we want. You know. Yeah. What do we get on there? George Bush. um, Yep. Tim Apple. Joe. (laughs) Joe. We have them all. Yes. And right on Joe Rogan, not Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, on the list is our guest today. Before we get teaser, yeah, we're not even going to tell you who it is yet. <clears throat> Let's do a commercial. <laughs> the doctor is in five stars from Apple Podcast. Listen to this review. The source for all things medicinal, spiritually speaking. Fact check it. Dr. McKillop and oh. staff have it going on at Kingdom Speak. Somebody listened to that episode, didn't they? <laughs> Always right. superb yeah. content sprinkled with humor. Here's to many more episodes. Your friends and humble podcasters. Ryan and Alicia Hernandez from Apple Podcasts. Oh, Let's that's a digital amen. amen. Thank you, hallelujah, for listening and for that yes, review. Man, Brother and Sister Hernandez do their own podcast, so go check them out. Real Living Media. Mm. Uh, you know what? It's Friday. Let's throw in another review. Throw in another review? We're going to throw in Bonus? another one. Anointed words. Is this a good Friday? Anointed words from God. Five stars, Apple Podcast. When I heard Pastor McKillop had a podcast, I just knew I had to listen to it. Every episode is just what my spirit needs, and I'm very thankful for all the work that goes into it. Keep on keeping on, my brethren. P.S. Thank you, Pastor McKillop, for the word you brought forth at Albion Camp Meeting 2019. Wow. I hope. That's back when we could like travel and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. I hope yeah. to see you again soon. I hope I pronounced that right. Al, Al, Albion. 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 That's from Brother Ian on Apple Podcast. So thank you for that. Awesome. We will say amen to that. Hallelujah. Well, man, our October. Yeah, we are looking. Our October. Is, yeah. Just shy of 17,000 downloads. That's yeah. that's just on the podcast side. That's good. Man, Darren Sargent I mean, was awesome. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he was. I've still been thinking about that episode. Incredible. Yeah. Very cool. Today is going to be another level, though. It's going to be another one. Yeah. Oh. This guy, this guy is another level. He has both of his hands. Yeah. All yep. right. Sorry about that, Brother Sergeant. Yeah. 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 Man. We have with us today Pastor Kelly Patrick, all the way from Hattiesburg, 
Mississippi. Welcome, everyone. Welcome oh, yeah. Everyone. Welcome to the stage. We are thrilled to have him here, Pastor's uh, Pentecostal Tabernacle in Hattiesburg. We were talking before the show. I believe the first time that we met was 2009 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, we were both speaking at a conference there. Is that, am I remembering that correctly? That is correct. Yes, sir. I did not realize, you know, there, 2009. there's 2009. Yeah. We were both just like, were we even married then? Oh my word. <laughs> oh, you had like your silver plate by oh. then. <laughs> <laughs> so how do preachers meet? You know, like, do you like you know, elbow each other on stage and be like, hey, nice Bible? I, I don't know what if do he do? remembers, but I actually remember coming in and sitting behind you in a pew. Do you, do you remember that? I think we kind of met that's, just a cordial that's right. handshake. And Did you give him your card? Look out, I'm about to preach. Yeah. I'll talk to you after. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I still remember. Go ahead. I still remember a conversation we had in those pews. Yeah, it, it's it's a uh, it's amazing how those moments and and over the course of traveling, you meet many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I did not realize the impact that that connection was going to to make on my life personally, and by extension of that, um, our congregation here in. Rock. So to our audience, if you do not know, and that's highly unlikely, but if you do not know uh, Brother Patrick or have been exposed to his ministry, you are in for a treat today. So thank you for being with us, Brother Patrick. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I'm honored to be with you guys. This... You're, you're not nervous, are you? Well, <laughs> you know. No. Not at all. No. Nah, that's right. No, he's... We just gonna have a coffee <laughs> like we do at Power Conference. Sit sit on the deck or sit on the couch and just chat. Right? We've done it numerous yeah, times. It. Yep. And the last two years, in fact, you were supposed to speak for us at our conference this past year and the year before because we bunted it down the road thanks to Rona. But um, we are we're gonna get back at it. But until then, hey, hey before before we get in, I wanted to ask him. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Pastor Kelly Patrick is a big coffee guy. Yes. What? Hey, hey. What? Uh, what have you been drinking lately? Anything? Uh, anything new or notable? Well, I have. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Mississippi uh, brew that's up and coming called Backwoods Grind. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. We've I, never I, had the privilege, but had, no. I think they even reached out to us at one point. Um, Very good. A couple yeah. of apostolic guys. Yeah. Cool. So Absolutely. they roast, right? They roast, and uh, they've got quite a quite a business going. They roast and ship. Uh, That's awesome. From right here. And, of course, I've uh, just introduced myself to the Black Rifle Company, so. Nice. I'm thinking if if, I, if I'm remembering correctly now, this is putting me on my on, I'm putting myself on the spot. I think the Sumatran bean was what you enjoyed so much when you were here last. Is that right? Very much. Ah, 
I still have not found a roaster quite compatible with Pastor McKillop. Uh, they're all striving. Well, yes, sir. So we've we've kind of got through the pleasantries and got the important stuff done. So now let's talk about some less important stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it, our our co-host was um, calling in the Calvary mm-hmm. in the opening statement, letting all the cowboys know that we had a silver bullet mm-hmm. that was going to fix everything. So um, we, we, we can often be guilty of that in our walk with God, of, of looking for that magic wand, mm-hmm. so to speak, of when I, when I get a hold of this, this is going to be the answer to everything. Uh, that, that just makes my life, my spiritual walk with God, everything just kind of get that equilibrium that I'm that I'm pursuing. Is is that a tenable pursuit? Well, in my experience, uh, the silver bullet kind of makes you a lone ranger. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have watched it many times when you find that one mm-hmm. uh, ingredient that you think is just going to set everybody on the right path. You end up being a lone ranger out there wow. uh, and in isolation. A, that can be dangerous, can it? Uh, it can be. But what I have certainly observed being around Pentecost all my life, uh, and then, of course, in ministry, is uh, we tend to read the scripture and pursue our walk with God with that in mind, that someday we're going to come across that one ingredient, that one key that's going to set all this stuff in order. Mm -hmm, And then we're going to understand how to do this. Well, because you look at some people and it looks like they just have everything so easy. Right. So you must think that there's an easy way to do things. Sure. Right? Sure. And and this affects this affects everything from personal walks with God mm-hmm. to even church leadership. Really, you know, you're you're looking for that. So so I'm picking up from you that that's not that's not a wise pursuit. What is the? Well, kind of what I've observed is that in living for God, more than just one single key, um, it's a balance between becoming. Mm. which then informs who I am and what I do. Wow. And I think what we've kind of done, at least it's been my experience, is we've overly focused on trying to get people to do things that they're not equipped as a being or a human being. They've not become the person that mm. those things can be accomplished through. Wow. So, so unpack that a bit more. I'm, I'm picking well, being, you're, you're talking being and doing then. Right. So uh, my thoughts on this, of course, this is not uh, a doctrinal issue. These are just thoughts that I have sure. been working my way through. Mm-hmm. Sure. In the sense of, if you go back to Genesis chapter 1 and verses 27 and 28, We've heard a lot of preaching and teaching out of those passages, but if you really pay attention to the 
pattern that is introduced there. The Bible says that God blessed them. Yes. And said to them to become something before they did anything. So <laughs> God blessed them and said, be yes. fruitful. Mm -hmm. Yes. And multiply. Yes. And replenish the earth. So um, I have to give credit to my good friend, Brother Tim Haddon, uh, in reading his commentary on the book of Exodus, mm -hmm. triggered this thought pattern. Yes. When the Bible said that um, the people of Israel, while they were in Goshen, were fruitful mm -hmm. and greatly multiplied. Yes. Uh, so it, it started in my mind, okay, so maybe there's a rhythm to growth, a rhythm and a cycle to growth that we're trying to jump the gun on when trying to grow individuals to become in the church. We're trying to get them involved in activity. Maybe perhaps before they're fruitful. Wow. Uh, prematurely. So if you, prematurely. So if you go back to Genesis and you, this is just my way of thinking, uh, God used three words there. He wasn't trying to just repeat himself. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's a distinction between a Adam and Eve being fruitful and then multiplying and then oh, that's good. replenishing. That's good. Uh, and so the idea is that with Adam and Eve, because the idea of multiplication is to replicate or, or sure. to, to replicate yourself. Sure. Well, if you're, if you're half-hearted, carnal, you're not everything that you're supposed to be spiritually and you're replicating yourself. That's what you're replicating. Mm -hmm. And um, my idea kind of started on that, Predominantly, Pentecost has isolated the idea of fruitfulness to activity. Wow. So instead of focusing on the activity being informed from the fruitful being. <laughs> so so rooted in the identity of being fruitful. Rooted in the identity of being fruitful. If you think about the disciples, uh, again, you guys are going to have to keep me on track because I can get really scattered. Oh, this. But, and this is great. Go for uh, it. Uh, I just found a lot of things interesting in, in Pentecost, and this even goes back to some other things we've talked about before. But there were only four disciples who were fishermen and who were told they would be fishermen of men, yet we've made that the application to everybody. So if you... Wow. If you follow that pattern, yes. So, as I said in our yep. text yesterday, sacred cow alert. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is where we get our ratings, though. This is where we get the attention is when you do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, if you go with the, the four disciples, Peter and Andrew, James and John, mm -hmm. Jesus said to them, follow me. Right. There's some things I want you to do, but you're going to have to follow my pattern to become the kind of men that can do these particular things. Wow. And I guess, you know, it's 
that's why I go back to there's not one key to it uh, sure. to living mm-hmm. for God. There's got to be a balance of all these things. And with the disciples, their challenge was to follow him and become the men that he wanted them to be mm-hmm. so that they then could do what he needed them to do. He didn't just teach them how to fish differently. He right. taught them how to be different men right? Mm-hmm. so that they could do what he needed them to do. Wow. Uh, so that's kind of where I've been camped out for a little bit. So only one-third of the disciples were fishermen. That's right. Hmm. Tax collectors we, are not necessarily good I fishermen. Then. have always found it interesting that we've taken that one-third and made it applicable mm. to the whole. For sure. And we've given no room for the other nine disciples to do anything but mm. fish for men. The uniqueness that they might have had. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I have to be very careful because um, I know the sacred cows of Pentecost and I... Mm-hmm. They I'm move when you kick around them. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so activity has been one of those, mm-hmm. man. Do, do, activity. You, do you find, Brother Patrick, sort of to jump in on you there, do you find that a lot of times, and I, I, can, I can say this personally, that we, we can confuse or conflate busyness with productivity as well. And so hustle and bustle all of a sudden becomes the the mantra mm. of of being productive and that's not necessarily the case right well i've just observed in pastoring and dealing with people that if you can teach people and help them become fruitful mm-hmm. in the kingdom of god the outgrowth of that the product of that is going to be the activity that you really are wanting them to do, that you're trying to motivate them to do. Um, you know, in Acts chapter 1, and I mentioned this the other day, but in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, uh, you shall receive power, Jesus said, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, mm. not to do, but to be a particular thing. Mm. So... Wow. Uh, to be a witness. To be a witness, not to do witnessing. Not to, yeah. not to just do witnessing. Yeah, that wow. sounds different, so, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yes. So I can yes. I can satisfy the conscience of my congregation by offering them a Saturday morning program mm-hmm. in which they can do an activity in which Check is the not box. being in. And yet the other five, six days of the week, they're not being fruitful. Wow. So let, uh, where, sorry, let me, let me just ask you this. Is that fruitfulness that you're talking about trying to bring a saint of God to rooted in fruits of the, in fruit of the spirit? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, okay. And, and I, I tend to, to focus on fruitfulness within the child of God is not simply or just the amount of accomplishment, whether it be in Bible studies, taught souls, one churches built, um, 
I know people, and I'm sure everybody listening to this knows people that can um, explain and teach and has a personality to engage with people that the fruit of the Spirit is like the fig tree that Jesus came upon. Mm. You start looking in their life for the fruit of the Spirit, and it has leaves, but it has no fruit. Wow. So is that the proper way to go about being what God wants us to be? You know, Jesus talked a lot about fruit. Yes, he did. Told a lot of parables about it. You you brought to mind, um, my dad told me about a man one time in his ministry. He said he had an understanding and could teach on worship like nobody else he'd ever heard. But he couldn't worship. <laughs> Ouch. So he he was not the best worshiper, but he could teach it. Hmm. That's problematic. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I guess my 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 perception, my concept, my thought pattern is to be the whole individual. Yes. Um, encouraging saints of God and people that we come in contact with. Um, because let's just face it, if, especially if you've been raised in Pentecost, um, there is this unspoken condemnation or unspoken shame for not being active in certain activities. Right. And I have discovered as a pastor, as I'm sure you have, that it's not that people do not want to do that, but they don't feel like they are qualified because they know that what they're trying to impact someone else's life with is not the way their life is. So That's a big statement somebody, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're trying to tell people about salvation and what God can do for them, and, and yet they know they're wrestling with Christianity in their own life mm-hmm. because they don't understand being fruitful. Right. Right. And if you can ever, if we can ever become truly fruitful, then the outgrowth of that is multiplication. Yes. So you replicate the, the, the Psalms one man. Yeah. That is rooted by once that happens, stability and, and, and growth is the outcropping of that rooting of that man. But he first, before he goes out, has got to learn how to where, where to walk and where to sit and where to stand and who to interact with. And th- those are all part of the being. Yes, sir. And maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just where I'm at and, and, this isn't applicable across the board. Maybe this is just where I'm seeing. Um, but I'm watching that as I'm teaching about being fruitful, it's almost like you see a maturity coming to individuals when they recognize, wait a minute, I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Right. I'm focusing on trying to do all this when I'm not even... Being 
yes. what God wants me to be. Wow. So if I can focus on being fruitful, bearing the fruit of the Spirit, uh, um, it, Derek mentioned Jesus speaking a lot about fruit. Um, you would find, if you do just a brief overview of the New Testament, the Gospels, that very seldom, okay, for me, I know it's just semantics, but it helps my brain mm -hmm. separate these things. Sure. The difference between the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the vine, and the fruit of the wheat. Okay. Instead of just lumping everything together in one basket and say, this is a fruitful man. Mm -hmm. um, it helps me in my mind separate that Jesus talks about all of these things. Mm -hmm. He talks about the man that is fruitful as a person, mm -hmm. fruitful as an extension of the vine, and fruitful as a harvester, one who gathers in. Well, that's, good. Mm -hmm. that's good. That's um, good. And so that just helps me understand that, that there's not one key that makes all these work, but there's a pattern that brings about each of these. Wow. I, I don't want to try to get you off off of where you're going here. So if, if this doesn't line up, then we can just do one of them premium edits. Ah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I personally have been reading through Jeremiah. That's just kind of where I'm at right now. And God, I mean, I mean, from the beginning of his ministry, God is clear when he tells him, um, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I, I ordained you. There's no question about the authenticity of Jeremiah's ministry. But I'm not sure anybody in Pentecost today would have accepted him as a successful minister. Because he really doesn't fit the stereotypical mold of fruitfulness mm. as it relates to converts. How big is your church? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Preaching more or or at least <laughs> numerous times from from a prison cell or some hole in the ground where they're throwing crusts of bread at mm -hmm. him. But from the perspective of divinity, he was fruitful. Right. D does that fit at all into what 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 we're talking about? It does. Um and it goes back again to, I, I don't think that there's one area that we can isolate and say, well, here's a fruitful person and here's an unfruitful person mm. based on, you know, and, and I know how Pentecost works. I've been around it a long time. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, it can be viewed as, well, excuse for laziness, uh, excuse for unproductiveness. Mm -hmm. um, the list can just go on and on. Mm -hmm. But in reality, in the Word of God, fruitfulness is a whole package. Instead of us as peers 
looking at one another and judging fruitfulness. God is looking at a much bigger picture. Hmm. Wow. When he judges fruitfulness. Um, and I don't think it's the guy that wins the most souls or the guy that's the most spiritual. There's got to be a balance of these things in an individual's life um, that then transfers to others and then, which is the pattern, be fruitful, multiply, replenish. Yes. yes. So yes. as a person focuses on being spiritually fruitful, which is, you know, a whole box in and of itself, but then out of that, they replicate what they are being. So when you go to the grocery store, you, you may give them a card. You may not, you may give them an invitation or you may not, but if you are truly a fruitful being of the kingdom, you are displaying and emanating something that can be replicated. And that's where a whole, a whole, a, a whole other dimension of this discussion emerges and that's sustainability. Right. A, a lot of times without the understanding of what you are presenting here, we have cyclical productivity. We have seasons. Mm -hmm. right. But what you're describing is what the bishop has put in I us for years. That. Bishop McKillop, yeah. Is lifestyle evangelism. Yeah. That's right. And I know this fits more than just evangelism, mm -hmm. but but right. Being a witness rather than doing. Witnessing. Not too high, not too low. Just be consistent. And, right? Yeah. And, and like you say, sustainability over a period of time, over a lifetime, um, is, at least in my estimation, much more impactful um, than just maybe a traditional idea of evangelism. Which works. I, I, that's why I say sure. it, I'm no, not that, trying to discredit something here. We're, I just have watched and seen and would like to see people absolutely do evangelism 100%, but let it be informed by who you are. That's let Peter, and James, and John. A, yeah. I, I, I think if there's anybody that listens, to this discussion. This this is so so good because I think anybody that's in that whether it be I, I can speak from a, the perspective of a pastor that there are sincere mature saints that I'm that that, that are a blessing to me to the mm. church. Mm. They're rock solid. They are productive. Mm -hmm. But one on one, they have talked to me about. I just, I, I, I struggle at the doing side, mm. and 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 there's the cloud of guilt that that is associated with that. They're prayer warriors. They're at the church praying. They are dependable. They're, you know. But but what you're talking about really will help that individual. Again, it's not about as you already said, giving them a pass. Right. But it needs to become an extension of what they are. And even with people in our local church and people I've dealt with before that are very, you know, there's a whole nother discussion to be had about personalities and plugging that into evangelism. Yes. But 
people who are outgoing, never meet a stranger, easily interact with other people. Um, the power of that witness and that testimony and that interaction goes to another level uh, when it's informed by being fruitful. Um, instead of, I uh, recently heard a story about a guy that was this classic outgoing individual. Um, and when he finally did engage with an invitation to church, the response was, Oh, you're a Christian. Oh, uh, so, Oh, obviously there was an issue with fruitfulness because so he was better was at witnessing than being a witness. And this relates, of course, to us here in the United States, but I think everyone listening will understand the idea um, that I've often used in teaching on evangelism, and that is that the Statue of Liberty is the greatest witness the world has ever seen in a secular sense. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a totally inanimate object, cannot communicate, and yet there's not a person alive that doesn't know what it stands for. Right. They may not know the whole story, but they right. understand the concept, mm -hmm. um, which means there is no excuse for anybody within the kingdom of God not to be a witness. Right. If you are being fruitful, those around you know what is being said. I, I can give um, I can give a personal example of that. So my son, 14 years of age, um, and we have someone that lives around us. I'll try to keep it as ambiguous as I can. Uh, that's not a member of our church. And I have attempted to reach out in an evangelistic way to, to impact them. And man, it's just not it, it, it's not been effective. I've, I've, ne I've never felt that opening that my son can take chocolate chip cookies over there and she just opens up to him. Now, you would think in theory, if anybody would be able to put a wedge in the door, it would be someone who has a, a grasp on the understanding of evangelism and is attempting to put it into shoe leather. But a 14-year-old boy, full of the Holy Ghost, and and just simply going over and dropping off cookies on the doorstep, and, and she opens to him. So I, there, even in that regard, it's like we're, we're all tools in the master's hands, and, and there's different, there's different, there's different tools that he uses for different portions of the field, even it would have seen. It would seem. Yeah. Yes. It, it's it's rooted in that being. That that's 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 revelatory. Well, again, you know, it's just a a part of, of the whole and getting people to understand that first I've got to be there's got to be a work of the spirit within me right so that I can become and do because you ask most people within a church setting hey 
would you like to duplicate yourself into this church? Uh, you're going to get a lot of different answers, but primarily it's going to be probably not. You probably don't want more of me in this church mm-hmm. because of their own personal perception of themselves. Um, but if they understand that letting the spirit form them into what God wants them to be, that's what's being duplicated, multiplied. So let me ask you from the other side of the coin. If I, because nobody knows themselves like themselves, nobody knows, and we don't even know the full extent of our own heart, the Bible says, but how do I keep from allowing the perception of myself to begin? So my my being or lack thereof, because... I can give you the litany list of of where I lack in being. Where where do I keep that from from uh, keeping me from stepping out and putting myself in the in the action category? Yeah. Well, again, that's a, a question that. I think over time has to be learned. And by that, I mean, number one, the the only way that I can get past that perception is to have a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Because if I'm not being fruitful by consecration, interaction with the spirit through prayer, fasting, then I'm automatically in a state of condemnation. Right. That makes sense. Yes. So um, that then that automatically just starts a snowball effect of my own personal perception. Yes. My experience has been the consistent consecration helps me see my perception as Christ would see me. That's a major statement right there. And I think where a lot of people struggle. consecration Hmm. helps me see myself uh, as Christ sees me. That's where some, I hate to say a lot of people, but many people struggle because, you know, they have great aspirations. They have great desires. Okay, I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. every day. I'm going to pray for an hour. Then I'm going to do in-depth Bible study for 30 minutes. And then I'm going to. Uh, do other spiritual activity. Then I'm going to go work a full-time job all day long. Right. Well, they do that about two days in a row. Right. And it's not sustainable. Right. And so understanding that consistent consecration is something that has to be sustainable and will grow over time. Mm, Wow. People. So the snowball effect, because then you don't, you can't do that. You can't maintain a 3 a.m. hour prayer in-depth Bible study. Right. So the natural response is just throw in the towel. Yes. Instead of, instead of desi- uh, designing or learning or creating something that can be consistently done over time. I've heard that said, and again, I've I've done extended fast, so I'm not I'm not saying this against, but. I've, I've heard a guy say that uh, just recently. You know, everybody talks about a 40-day fast. You know, maybe I should go on a 40-day fast. So if you fast a day a week, you're going to fast 52 days this year. 
there, there is something to be said for consistency. Mm-hmm. Not that 40-day fast shouldn't be on the radar at some point in your walk with God, but right. boy, consistency is, an, is often underrated. Absolutely. And, you know, if you use the, the uh, agricultural concept that's in the Bible and apply it, you have to stay on top of it. Mm. If you're talking about fruit, you're talking about uh, vineyards, you're talking about uh, trees that are producing, those are things that have to be cultivated. Somebody has to stay on top of it. Somebody has to be intentional for these things to produce appropriately. And I think sometimes we just think, well, I'm going to church on Sundays. I ought to be able to produce through the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a conference. That's, that's good. And so it's, yeah. And then we we're wrestling. So it's just a cyclical deal. Yes. Yeah. He passed our ass somebody not. to church this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But really without this understanding behind it, you feel good about it and you need to feel good about spreading. Right. You need to. Right. Mm-hmm. But you almost give yourself a pass on other areas that you're not being consistent in because oh, you gave out a church yeah. card. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let's just be brutally honest. Um, <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit is a key indicator that we possess an active Holy Ghost experience. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, um, and in reality, the fruit of the Spirit is where most of our struggles exist. I would agree. With peace, with joy, with bearing along with other people, with being gentle. Help. Can can we just cut this? Yeah. With having goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Faith. Oh, and meekness. Oh, keep on joke. <laughs> Weak back. Yeah. Yeah. Meekness. Mm-hmm. Self control. Now, we can endure a lot of preaching and teaching on what we ought to be doing. Don't talk to me about self-control. You don't hear a lot of preaching about it, right? <laughs> uh, and I'm going to tell you in the day and hour that you and I all live, self-control is one of the most important fruit of the Spirit that can only be produced. The fruit of the Spirit can only come about if we are in the influence of the Spirit. Right. Hmm. And. The day that we live self-control, we often think of self-control as, well, I'm not committing adultery and I'm resisting the guy selling crack on the corner, but I'm spending 17 hours a day on social media. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm still wrestling with self-control. Right. Um, And and one of of the elements, um, Brother Patrick, of... Okay, there, there's there's certain personalities that right. are patient, just by reason of their personality. Um, they just they just 
have there almost seems like an endless supply of patience. That doesn't mean that that person's full of the Holy Ghost or that that is a fruit of the Spirit, but that particular attribute is something that by reason of their personality they possess. But if you're going to demonstrate each of those, you have to have the Holy Ghost. Right. There, there is no superhuman. It's supernatural. Well, I'm not saying I'm 100% correct on this, but I do believe, because I've seen it in my own life and others, that when you have an active experience with the Holy Ghost in your present life, it strengthens the weaknesses of your personality. Oh, wow. Oh, bomb that. Man, this is so good. Absolutely. And so, this idea well, that's just who I am. That's just the way our family is. That's the way <laughs> my dad was. Uh, well, the fruit of the Spirit will start working on some of that when you are being. Fruitful. He's dropping the plow. <laughs> so this is really where it gets supernatural. It's above mm-hmm. nature. Absolutely. It's right. a being that is rooted in the spirit. Originality. Yes. It's, there it's, we go. There we go. It, it is the original intent of human mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. which is broken by sin and mm-hmm. multiplicity of brokenness over time. Uh, in, in human interactions, uh, just for example, uh, this past Sunday morning I was preaching and was talking about um, the idea that we all have to have something that we're anchored to mm. in order to really become what we are destined to become. And typically in the past, that's been our family. You're anchored to your family, that's secure, so you can go out into society and become. Well, that's no longer the case. Wow. Because generally the families are some seriously in unstable places. Right. So it, to me, even highlights even more the power of the work of the Spirit because now you're actually going back to the original idea of being anchored, and that was to God. You're anchored to God as an unmovable, unchangeable being, and from that you can go out and be fruitful and become. Wow. So the idea that well, I have these weaknesses in my personality and I have these strengths in my personality. So I can't really demonstrate all the fruit of the Spirit. Well, if you're submitted 100%, you can. And should. And should. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that might be a bit strong, but that you should. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's, that's the walk of God. That's, you know, we're on a, a path towards completion so it's not like we're saying everybody should operate in a state of perfection but should at least be striving well and 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 this this part of the discussion is so much more about the elements of fruitfulness that are more difficult to measure than 
again, and this is so much broader than evangelism, but just an outreach attendance to an outreach event mm-hmm. or uh, you're, you're going to show up and we're going to pick up garbage throughout town and, and, and do uh, acts of kindness. Or, mm-hmm. And we do all of that. I do. Mm-hmm. And our church is very, very much involved with that. But that's a whole lot easier to measure than the, than, than the fruitfulness that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It really demands a, a, a brutal honesty, doesn't it? Yes. With it yourself. Yes. And a recognition that, and this is a little bit of a different subject, but it ties in uh, as well that a lot of what we do is seeking validation from you. So I want Brother McKillop to validate me. Right. So he's going to see me picking up trash in the community. Yep. Mm -hmm. The fruit of the spirit is more about being validated by God. Wow. Which cannot be always seen by your peers your, or, or your pastor. Or right. Pastor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause you can but pick up trash and or. be a, a terrible person. <laughs> well, that, if, if you Which, think of a chain link, what are those, those chain gangs, they pick yeah. up trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically, um, and I don't want to diverse into or get off track here into this, but that's basically what denominationalism teaches you're not really going to be a changed individual, but you can demonstrate your faith towards God by doing good things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yet in reality, we all know and believe you should be radically changed. The core of who you are is you are born again. (laughs) That's right. And again, you, I believe that if I'm the same man I was five years ago, then I have ceased to let the spirit bear fruit in my life. Yes. Mm. Wholeheartedly agree. I shouldn't just expect that when I was, uh, you know, brought out of darkness into this marvelous light. And then no longer is there a growth path, but there should be continual fruit. We're, we're, we're each on that journey towards that intersect that Enoch had where he was not. That's right. That's a trip. Yes, sir. It's a, and again, going back to what I just mentioned, it's not an either or I don't believe, I don't think it should be. You you shouldn't say, well, we either do this, go out into the community and do good works, or we either be fruitful in the sense. No, it should one, should inform the other. And when you take this, and I know I referenced this earlier, but when you take this concept and and you lay it as a film over personal ministry, whether it be pastors, whether it be saints, and we've talked about this on the show before, that ministry is so much broader than the pulpit. But not everybody's called to the same thing. So, We've all heard preachers preach, and they're not preaching from an informed perspective, to borrow your terminology, but they're preaching maybe more from an ambitious perspective. It's, so they're, they're doing it, but it's not the outcropping of who they are. Yeah. And that's, just to be honest, uh, that's really where this whole 
trail began sure. is with a real introspection. Yes. Of, you know, am I just preaching, as we like to say? Yes, right. <laughs> or is this really um, fruit born out oh, of God. Uh, a pursuit of God's purpose? Hmm. Is is this is this where um, where Simeon and, and 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 the whole approach with when he's seen Jesus being brought in as a as a baby said now mine eyes have seen the salvation that that's the identity of who this is but he'd not even been to Calvary yet yeah but he saw who it was and he picked up on the being of the individual before the act of Calvary ever, ever took place. Absolutely. And if, you know, if we just lay this concept on the life of Christ, filter our perception of what, who Christ was and his actions, everything Jesus did was informed or came out of his being. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. He, he was a, the, the fruitfulness of him being the son of God mm. was demonstrated in his actions. Yes. Yes. And I guess the question that I would present to myself is, are my actions to be perceived as one thing truly coming out of who I am as a yeah, because we've got to be we've got to be honest with ourselves with these. Why, why are we doing a podcast? Mm -hmm. Is it just an action, or is it an extension mm -hmm. of divinely born identity? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah. th this this affects when you begin to parse it down. It affects every aspect of the Christian walk. It, yeah. Everything. Well, even going back. Uh, I remember you making the statement. I don't know if this was in the very beginning or maybe this was on a uh, a call that we were having early on in the COVID situation. But I just remember you making the statement um, about redeeming the time. Yes. You know what? Okay, so we have been handed this situation. Right. We cannot afford just to sit by and do nothing. So what is the outgrowth of who we are? as a people, what are the, you know, and I think that's, now this is a big conversation, big, yes. I understand that, you know, it's just, these are just seed thoughts, just mm -hmm. uh, introduction to uh, perceiving things, maybe in a little different way. But if we were uh, just caught up in action, no, we, we we're people that has three songs and a message and we're people that, gathers in a building and we can't function well we we all realized very quickly that sure no the this is the kind of people we are this is our message this mm -hmm. is our mission mm -hmm. so the outgrowth of that is figuring out what action to take yeah because to the continue the three songs and the offering and the the sermon is just what we do but that's all yeah. because mm -hmm. of who we are right Right. right. So when you put us in a scenario where we can't do the three songs and the offering and the sermon, well, we're going to do something else that reflects our being. That's right. Paul and Silas in jail. Yes. Right? They and still I, found a way. You know, 
you take this to the next level of the present situation, and you can see the distinguishing mark between the apostolics, the apostolic world, and other Christianity. Mm-hmm. Because we are continuing, we we are a particular thing. Yes. By the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Yes. And so we're continuing to, to find a way to, to get that out, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas others who were tied to strictly action. Hmm. Mm-hmm. When they couldn't do the action, they lost their identity. That's right. We've still, we, we still have the identity of who we are. Yeah. And I, I, I know that this is probably, you know, we, we get, we get this on our website. You know, have, have you guys kowtowed to the socialist government and shut down your church and blah, 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 blah. And I know everybody's situation is unique, but we've prayed backsliders through over Zoom. So uh, go, go ahead and argue with the results. Is it ideal? Our people are chomping at the bit to get back in church right now. We've been out of church as far as collectively for four or five weeks now, six weeks. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this, but our being is still intact. And it's a, um, you know, talking about adapting. Yes. And and uh, being flexible. Really, I know these are several different trails converging on top of this one subject here, but um, especially for me and here in the United States, having to come to a realization that uh, I'm either a citizen of heaven and the kingdom of God, and that's not just rhetoric, right? or I'm a citizen of a country in the earth, and I've got to decide which which of those battles Woo. am I going to fight. Woo. Now there's a sacred oh. cow you better not touch. <laughs> I can hear it mooing I, from not, here. I feel... I feel the bob wire cutting me right now. I'm just <laughs> backing off a little bit. Uh, just making an observation that, um, yeah, we in the Western world, and I know this is getting off track, but we in the Western world certainly view the church and our place in the world differently than, say, Brother Damon McKillop, who's in Belize, who... Right. by choice, has to acquiesce right. to mm-hmm. even have an impact. Right. Mm-hmm. Or he will be sent packing along with how many other hundreds yeah. of missionaries around the world. Yeah. Um, so, you know, coming to full term and full understanding that my fruitfulness is demonstrated in my action. So what am, what am I saying? when I'm making my fight on one side of the line or the other. Uh, wow. This applies to everyone, action. right? Not just, oh. not just saints. This is leaders. This is everything. Yeah. This could be why maybe that he gave Peter the keys to the kingdom, not just a key. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Every area. 
every area, every geographical area, back to your, uh, I'm either a resident of that eternal kingdom, a citizen, or, or here. Every area has its uniquenesses. Right. But the fruit of the Spirit will work in every culture, every geographical every area. It, 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 the growth will happen. It may not happen if you're in Beijing by running Sunday school buses. But it will happen. Revival is still going to be an outcropping of that. Right. The, the, the natural result of being fruitful is multiplication. Wow. Hmm. And, you know, that is done in various ways and accomplished in various ways, but it is a natural outcome and product. Yes. Of being fruitful. Wow, this has been so good. Anything you're wanting to wrap up with to leave us with as we, as we, as we come to a close here? Well, send your letters and offerings to PO Box. Oh, yeah. oh hold it, hold it. No, his, no. his mic yeah. is breaking. This up. is yeah. where we dub I, your mic out. And this is uh, yeah. Kingdomspeak.ca. You can <laughs> give online. <laughs> oh, it's been an honor being be, with you guys. It'd be awesome to have you at the table drinking coffee right now. We are going to do that. It's going to happen. I'd be there just for the coffee and conversation. Hey, yes, you, well, you have. Hopefully this is. Uh, you helped us today. Yes, sir. It's right where we're at. This, this is, um, it's both, it's both something that, that helps you get out from under the cloud mm-hmm. of guilt and condemnation, but at the same time puts the weight of responsibility on you to be what you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I, this this is this has struck that delicate balance. So, man, thank you so much. Well, thank you all for the invitation, and the opportunity to be with you. We will do it again. Thanks for tuning in to Kingdom Speak today. We will see you all again next Friday.